0: Welcome to Light Your Leadership Talks, or Lil Talks. Every week, we bring you informal chats with leaders and leadership experts from around the globe. Your host is Lisa Anna Palmer, author of the international best-selling book, Light a Fire in Their Hearts, The Truth About Leadership. Listen in so that you too can stay informed about the latest wise practices that set great leaders apart.
1: So let me just begin with an introduction of uh, just one of my favorite people in the world, and her name is Erin Crotty. So you may have seen Erin when she appeared on TV or online speaking about harnessing the power of etiquette, professional presence, and image management to build successful relationships. She helps leaders in various professions to increase their confidence and credibility, distinguish themselves in business or any social situation, and I love when she says this, to outclass the competition. Erin mm-hmm. has been on CTV News, Inspiration and Action TV, and she's also been part of Coffee Talks, uh, which is hosted by Kathy Donovan and uh, Marlene Shepard of, of uh, Shepherd's Fashions. You have may also have heard of her speak uh, on What She Said on Sirius XM Radio and Can- on Canada Talks as well. And she's also published articles in iPolitics, Costco Connection Magazine, Ottawa and Style Magazine, Just Magazine, and a number of other magazines as well. And she's also been honored by distinctive women. Nowadays, Erin is a national speaker, a coach, and trainer. Most recently, she's also a valued contributor to my book, Light of Fire in Their Hearts The Truth About Leadership, which is now an international bestseller. So, after 14 years working as a lawyer and a law firm manager, she decided that she wanted to change. And she was driven to help people realize their full potential. So she founded Bloomstruck in 2011. So, and then that's how we met, because we both uh, joined uh, the same networking group uh, and uh, we founded our companies on, in the same year. So she trained at the prestigious Protocol School of Washington, the Concel Institute of Image Management. And she's also a proactive business leadership coach. She's also certified executive coach and business etiquette protocol and image management expert. And uh, she has turned her passion into a thriving business. I'm certainly very inspired by her. Uh, she's also a board member for Dress for Success. And if you are called to make a donation today or this week, please consider this organization. So on a more personal note, I love Erin. Uh, she's an amazing sister friend. She's one of the most generous, kind, gracious people. So with uh, thank you for for
2: joining us, Erin. Ah, thank you. Hello, my friends, my family. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being here.
1: Yes. And it's so great to connect in this way.
2: It's awesome.
1: So Erin, now with this COVID thing uh, that's happening, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, we're at that point now where we can call it a COVID thing because we're several months yeah. into it. Yeah. And it's affected all aspects of our lives. Yeah. So when I thought of doing uh, this this kind of talk, because, you know, we talk about it, and from a leadership perspective, we talk about it a lot, you know, what's with, with the impact on people at work? How do you treat your employees, et cetera? Yeah. And then one of the things that we haven't really started broaching yet until now, and I think you're a pioneer in this, in this area, is what impact does COVID have on professionalism? Right? So yeah. what, what are some of your thoughts around that, Erin?
2: I have a lot.
1: <laughs> Go
2: for it. I've really been thinking hard about that because, you know, as I said, when we were just chatting before starting, I work really closely with um, my husband, Ken and his team right now, Curve Health Group. And, and really on March 16th, everything changed. We we're at the office for a management team meeting. And before it was officially kind of said, you have to close your businesses, Ken knew it was time to close business. And so on that date, it's like, everything changed and now it's two and a half months later and I'm like wow like where did that time go because we have had to navigate um a new reality right so one of the things that has come with that is you know what does professionalism mean in this new era that we are starting to live in but that we are going to be moving forward in and the reality of um Of things that we have a new shared reality, but all these feelings that many of us are are having, and we can't ignore them. So feelings like anxiety, uncertainty, apprehension, fear—these are real, and we have to acknowledge them uh, because it is so unknown. And we're and we're learning together through this process, and that certainly has an impact on what professionalism means. Because once upon a time, um, and Lisa, you talk about this in your book and your training, your teachings is. You know, the old way of of doing work, which was um, the advice about your emotions at work was don't have them, like basically leave them at the door, come here, put your ba- your best face on and act in a particular manner. And so you can look at pro- professionalism in a really traditional sense of, of being that. Um, but I think the foundational pieces of integrity, respect, consideration are still very much real. But we're in a new shared... Uh, collective reality Where those things that felt so individual when we came to work and we were told to keep them at the door and manage them. We're now sharing those feelings. So we're in this kind of um, new normal where everybody has this collective shared experience and now we can be together in this and learn together in this. And I think there, as much as we might've felt um, so individual before now we can utilize the strength, of, of others, um, and so what organizations are, are grappling with, and in my conversations, and not just with Ken, but with other colleagues who are leaders and owners, and and working through bringing their teams back and making sure that they have a business to bring their team back to. That's the other important thing. Is there's this gravitational pull of the shared reality, right? Our shared collective feeling of um, of anxiety of I'm going to go back to gallery view. Sorry. Are you there? Good. Um, You know, of what that means. And so employers are grappling with this, their staff's unease during this coronavirus, but also as we prepare to go back to work. Because what does that look like? What does it mean? Will we be safe? We don't have a solution to or a vaccine yet, but we have to move forward. We are moving forward. So what does that look like? So the the idea of the traditional boundaries of what professionalism is, is still very much real, but we're looking at a shift because it's become much more casual. We're working in new ways. We're approaching our work in new ways. Um, so we can't ignore the fact that we are emotional humans that bring that reality to work. We can't ignore that anymore. And that's a really big uh, part of, of, of your thesis, right, Lisa, that... Um, you know this the old way of working where there was so much toxicity and illness, mental physical spiritual in the workplace, um, moving forward we we really have to attend to the emotional human experiences <clears throat> in the workplace because if we don 't we won 't have meaningful work we won 't have a shared experience we won 't have um, a healthy work environment, so I think that 's where things are shifting and you know, I love going to what other leaders um, that I admire have to say. And, of course, Brene Brown, I'm sure you're all familiar with Brene Brown, who is a researcher and a famous author when it, with respect to courage and vulnerability, particularly in life in the workplace. And she said that she insists that either we have to invest a reasonable amount of time attending to fears and feelings or squander an unreasonable amount of time trying to manage ineffective and unproductive behavior. So we cannot, so the saying right now that we have, um, we're all in the same storm, but a different boat is very real because we all have a different um, emotional metabolism, for example, of how we manage what this means to us. So we're all in a different boat. um, And going back to work or how we do our work, that has that individual, uh, you know, the uh, the our rates of emotional metabolism are also going to affect what professionalism means. And so, what I've done is, as I've been trying to navigate my emotional response to this pandemic, and I've had ups and downs, like you know, and, I, and yet feelings of complete gratitude because it's forced us to stop, to take a breath, to simplify, and to really focus on what's important. Um, and so. That's also changing what professionalism means because we're now going to, like, what does our work mean? Are we aligned as we're working remotely, many of us, to the core values of our organization, to their values, to their goals, to their mission? Um, Even though we're separated, we're doing that work and it's causing us to reflect on our value system, our belief system, and whether or not we're aligned. And if we come to the conclusion that we are, we're going, so the company culture is going to mean more now than ever. Our connectedness will mean more now than ever. And our response emotionally will mean more now than ever, right? So to help us become strengthen our relationships, become more agile, to become more resilient, and to find more meaning in our work. So our our organizational culture is going to have a great impact, and the leaders in those organizations have to 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 be prepared to work with that reality and and appreciate the human experience, the emotional experience of being human in the workplace. And that's the biggest difference that I see for professionalism in the workplace right now, or anywhere, whether it's volunteer work, whether it's our approach to our relationships in life, and and outside of our homes.
1: I love, Erin, how when you speak of professionalism, it's not just this superficial um, concept that many of us have learned, you know, throughout our careers. Uh, And And a lot of times it it comes across as people having this mask of, you know, trying to be someone other than themselves. And what I love about your brand of professionalism is that it's really authentic, it's human-centered, it's heart-centered, and it really is about bringing out the best in in a person. And so what you just described is really that, that, you know, professionalism is about values. Of course it is about, you know, looking and feeling your best and putting your, your, your best face or foot forward. It's also about on the inside and, and it's like leadership. It's from the inside out. So we need to work on that piece and also yeah. understand and see other people's humanity. Yeah. I love the piece you said that, and it's so true. Cause when, when I do coaching, uh, I encounter especially, uh, aspiring leaders and they're like, well no, emotions don't belong at work and then I have to kind of give them a little bit of a reality check. It's like, you know, if you're going to lead, you're going to deal with emotions every single day of your life, so you better, you know, learn to to deal with that your own and other people's. I'm I'm glad you tie those two together so so well and so eloquently. And so what are some of the things in um you know, the everyday that might shift, like for example. So now we're a lot of us are connecting remotely, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know when things do start to open up a little bit more, and we're going to be seeing each other, you know the the handshake which we all love. <laughs> what's going to happen to that? Like how yeah. how is life going to
2: change for workers? You know, yeah. employees. And, and there's workers. a lot, and I think again, and not to sound um, kind of uh, kind of cliche about it, but we are literally all in this together, and we are all learning together. And there's no one right answer. The one thing that we do know is right now, handshakes are not acceptable. And, you know, and I still find myself because I'm, you know, I'm continuing to do recruitment through this period of time. And of course, when you're meeting new candidates, that's, that's the human connection. That's, that's appropriate in the workplace. That's our physical connection. The greeting that goes with our words is the handshake. And so, you know, we're all, it's, it's almost involuntary that you want to go and shake someone's hand. And so, you know, everybody understands if you shake someone's hand now, they'll be more insulted than, than, than not. And so there's so many things out there in the etiquette world about what to do. Um, But I think there's some very important, um, you know, the meaning behind what that handshake means so that you can find what you need to do to ensure when you meet somebody new, they understand they're the most important person in the room at that time, that you wholeheartedly respect and value them and their presence, that um, it's an offering of friendship and, um, and kinship. So how do you do that? Well, making direct eye contact. So all of these things that were um, you know, important that help us have a strong professional presence we can still utilize those those skill sets. So look the other person in the eye, acknowledge them when you're meeting them, face them square on, right? Don't look at somebody and say, hey, it's nice to meet you and walk on. Make sure that you're facing them square on. The tone of your voice, a smile on your face if you're not wearing a mask is very important. And that's the other thing. Oftentimes we're, you know, in some situations, we're going to be wearing masks when we meet people. So your eyes and the smile that goes with your eyes will mean more than anything now. The tone of your voice will mean more now, and you can simply bow your head and say, "It's a pleasure to meet you." You can put your hand over your heart, and you can have a slight, bend, like a slight bow. That's what I've been doing, and just basically saying, "It's it's a great pleasure to meet you." I'm sorry we can't shake hands right now, but know that I'm sending you a virtual handshake. That's what I've been doing. So that's one thing that's changing, and um, but we really have to um, be mindful of our our body language. And I I read an interesting article from a doctor who was working front line. And she was saying, you know, what she's, she knows that everybody she's treating, um, they're afraid, and she wants to help alleviate their fear. But of course, she's afraid too, because she knows the pain they're in. She knows that they don't have answers, and she's going to do her best to bring them back to health. But there's so much unknown. And she said, I just hope that the only thing they would see are her eyes. And she said, I hope that my eyes don't tell the patient my fear. So she worked very consciously at making sure every time she spoke to a patient that she had direct eye contact with a smile in her eyes, knowing where her, like, was she frowning? Were her eyebrows up or down? She was very aware of that because, and that's what professionalism and consideration is all about is knowing and understanding the importance and the value of the person with whom you are spending time. And social distancing will continue to remain important, but we can still have very valuable connections two meters apart by utilizing our, you know, our body language in appropriate ways and using our, our, our tone of voice in appropriate ways.
1: I, I love that we can adapt or focus on the things that we do still have you know, like the hand on the heart, that's like, yeah. that's so nice, you know, and, and paying attention to our eyes. Maybe it's something that we haven't paid attention to very much. And and now is the time to really yeah. think about different ways of communicating both verbally and non-verbally. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I, you know, that, that part you said about helping people feel safe. I think that's probably one of the kindest and most professional things that we can do is help people, you know, at least create that that safe space, be it virtually, or when we meet face to face, even at six feet apart, that we still have that human connection.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: In in a way, it helps us to, uh, to up our game.
2: Yeah. And some of the questions, like in speaking with leaders and owners, they're concerned about like, like, will we still feel connected in the workplace? If we're working virtually, if we have to change our floor plans and have space amongst us, if we have to stagger our work schedule and we're not all together anymore. So we can make sure that we create enough space in in the office to be safe and healthy. Like these are things that owners and leaders are going through and their, their fear of losing that connectedness. So, you know, we, we can find ways to do that. And I have a great example. Um, Dr. Michelle Corbo reached out this week and invited all team members for a trivia night this Thursday, where we would go on zoom, like we're doing for today with each other. And we have a trivia night as colleagues and have some fun together. So there are many ways and, you know, virtual happy hours. You can't go out maybe or coffee time with somebody. So things that we used to do in person, we can spend more time. And yes, it's going to be different. But again, it's really making that time for connections and the intent and the purpose behind it will have even greater meaning. And that makes people valued and heard and part of a community. So right now, the most important thing is connection and community. Kindness and patience and being a great listener, those are the most important things I love that
1: I, and 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 that goes to the heart of of, of leadership right the people centered the heart centered leadership is is to model all those behaviors and create that feeling uh, yeah. that we have connectedness uh, just maybe some do's and don'ts in terms of you know some of the behaviors online that we would have seen. Uh, some, some of the more, you know, the, the fun stuff that, <laughs> or funny yeah. stuff that's happening. How it fun and how to
2: keep it right? So, Emily, I want to say thank you to you. When we were chatting before starting the program, Emily and I are friends on Facebook, and Emily had said, you know, thanks, thank you for your posts, Erin, and they're so positive. And I'm like, well, thank you. That That makes me feel valued. And also my attitude of, especially through this time, but at all times, You know that bringing something positive—that's a do. Like helping to lift lift yourself while lifting others, and we need that so much right now. Um, So that's a do. A don't is: I know this is a difficult time, but if you're—and we can hide behind Facebook—and you know, you have to remember: if you can't say it in person and have a conversation that is respectful, don't put it online and hide behind your words online. So that's a, that's a don't and a do. Um, if you're doing work from home and you're doing a Zoom call, think about your audience. So yes, things are more casual. We're actually letting people into our our home life and personal life a whole lot more than we ever have. So once upon a time, going to, to the office, we might have had a picture of our family on our desk. Now they're seeing everything. So, you know, the reality of, of working from home and intersecting, it's like, it, how, trying to separate it has abruptly ended. It's all like meshed together. That's the new reality. So, the do is um, do respect people and understand that if they're doing a Zoom call from home, there may be distractions and we have to be more patient and understanding. Um, and do prepare. So, everybody, I'm getting sneak peeks into people's lives through their background. And if I see a bookshelf, I'm like, ooh, what are they reading? What do they like? Or what are their accessories? And if I see like, kittens, I'm like, they like cats. And, you know, what's their artwork like? And, you know, do they hang their diplomas? Like, so I'm learning so much about people just by their backgrounds. So do be aware of what you are presenting, because if you have a call with clients, and you're in your bedroom with your hamper showing and your dirty laundry is hanging out, you're going to lose credibility, right? But if you want to come across as being engaged, professional and respectful, but in a more casual way, um, bring that to light as well so those are just some of the big things that are happening I think right now that impact all of us
1: those are great tips very practical and uh, yes I, I'm always looking like okay how, how is this looking in terms of <laughs> what's, behind <me? laughs> what's behind me what's behind me what's behind me yeah what might show up behind me <laughs> that yeah, thing, what
2: right? <laughs> looking at
1: yeah what uh, learning? <laughs> yeah or at any time you know the dog can come in and start uh, making noises or whatnot. Yeah. So it's having that, that patience and humor. Humor exactly. too, I think, right? Yeah.
2: I had a colleague that was on a board. She sits on a board, um, a professional association board, and she had to sit with her two-year-old on her lap the whole time because, and, you know, she said, my child was so well-behaved, but that was the reality of her day there, you know, and, and, and so it is, right? So in these days of, of these expectations of how we should be, we, we are having to let go of that, and we're coming into an era, a new era of what professionalism means. and it's it's more of that humanness, right? That human approach to how we work and how we engage with others. So there's a lot of positive coming out of that. Yeah, yeah, real authentic
1: human connection exactly. Thank you so much, Erin, for that Thank that great that. overview. Mm-hmm. You've been wonderful as usual. love you, and yeah, sure. um, and we'll catch up again soon. And again, congratulations for your contribution to uh, a bestseller. Thank
2: you. I'm very <laughs> proud. I'm very proud of this book that Lisa Anna wrote. It's uh, near and dear to my heart. So I, I'm just tickled every time I look at it. So, and I want to say thank you to my family, to my friends, to my colleagues, to everybody being here today. You're a part of my community. And and honestly, it's it means so much. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks again.
0: big thank you to our little Talk listeners for tuning into today's show. Please share with friends and colleagues who care about leadership and what is happening in our workplaces. If you'd like to keep this conversation going, please go to lightyourleadership.com to book a discovery call. While you're there, be sure to grab your copy of Light a Fire in Their Hearts, The Truth About Leadership. We wish you an excellent rest of the week. And until next time, remember to light your leadership because building authentic business relationships will help you to love your life as a leader.